This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this Sunday as we will put the two other teams on the Road to the Final Four in Houston. And remember, big baseball week coming up. Baseball is upon us just days away, and we will preview everything, all the changes in baseball, what we expect. We'll get Bobby Valentine up this week. We'll get some other uh, surprise guests up this week and give you some uh, opinions on what we think is ahead of us in this year of change in Major League Baseball. Okay, it's going to be a very different year. There's no question about it. Uh, And, of course, Everyone's still waiting for the Yankees to confirm what we all believe should happen, and that is that Volpe should be the opening day shortstop and the everyday shortstop for the Yankees as the Yankees can use that infusion of youth and excitement into the lineup. Um, Back to last night and put the two teams on the road to the Final Four. One game we can dismiss in a second, and that is UConn's victory. They continue to dominate. The game fell apart. The three going into the half turned a four-point lead into into Seven, Timmy came out and got the two fouls that put him on the bench with four fouls. And the game in a snap was over. And when you look back, Gonzaga couldn't make a free throw last night, couldn't make a three last night. One of the best offensive teams in the nation could do nothing last night, give UConn credit. The game fell apart early in the second half and was a one-sided game. They built a 30-point lead. It's the worst game I ever saw Gonzaga play. You want to look and see why two big teams lost. Gonzaga shot 2 of 20, 10% from three. In the Alabama game, they shot 3 of 27, 11% from three. You shoot like that from three, you're gone. You're gone. That's all there is to it. And then we had another great game, Kansas State, Florida Atlantic, and Florida Atlantic now a nine seed, but still a darling, a team that's been an unknown. Now, coming out of nowhere, making the ninth seed, winning against Memphis when they were trailing with 10 seconds left, got a steal and a basket with two seconds left, won that game, held off FDU, beat Tennessee after being down five and a half, and then came back and beat Kansas State. Kansas State had a six-point lead and the ball twice at about the 10-minute mark, and they couldn't get the basket one time. They missed the three. Sills did the other time. Noel had the ball taken from him. Here's what Kansas State did wrong. And Noel was Noel has been the best player in this tournament. He's been the most exciting player in this tournament. But a word of criticism. Number one, I thought he played to the audience too much and made some passes he should not have made last night. Threw the ball out of bounds, threw the ball and had it stolen, had five turnovers. I just thought he tried to do too much. The other thing was, Kansas State in the last 10 minutes became a team that was just Noel bouncing the ball. They were not that against Michigan State. Against Michigan State, they had six players in double figures, and they had seven assists other than Noel's assist. Last night, they had but two players, Noel and one other player, in double figures. 
and they had just two assists outside of Noel's assists. They did nothing last night except try to screen for Noel and let him shoot the ball. And he made bad decisions. He drove it deep on the big man of Florida Atlantic when he shouldn't have. He should have pulled up and taken the shot. And then he should have taken the last shot instead of trying to give it to Masuda. And Masuda just didn't have the handle, lost the ball, and they didn't even get a shot off down three. But the bottom line is, let's be honest, it is very hard to win. And Florida Atlantic made their free throws late. They made some big threes late when they needed them. They answered everything they had to answer. But it is impossible, virtually impossible, to win when you are going to get beat on the boards like Kansas State got beat last night. They got out-rebounded 41-16 to and 12-3 on the offensive glass. And three different times in the final minutes, they couldn't secure rebounds twice off missed free throws. That could have made the difference in the game. They could not rebound with them. And let's be honest, Golden had an incredible game for Florida Atlantic. He had 14 points and 13 rebounds. You know, in the regular season, he averaged 10 points and six rebounds. He had 14 points and 13 rebounds last night. And that was a very, very big difference. And then Greenlee and Martin shot over 500 from three, and that was big. They made seven of 13 threes, and that was big. Well scored 30 points, and he had 12 assists, but his game was not as dominant as it was the night before, the two nights before. And he did not get everybody else involved. And I thought he played to the crowd a little bit, and I also think he got a little tired. So although that game was 30 points and 12 assists, and you don't want to take anything away from the little man, I thought his other game was better, and I thought he got a little carried away last night and a little tired. He played a lot of minutes in the overtime game on Thursday. He had a bad ankle, and he played every minute last night. They also got nothing from Johnson last night who fouled out and gave them a terrible game. He missed three. He was over three from the foul line, and Kansas State was just hideous from the foul line, 12-18. While Florida Atlantic made every big free throw they had to make, and they were 18-22, they were 12-18 and missed the front end of three critical one-on-ones. And Kansas State goes down. So Florida Atlantic goes to the Final Four. Put the Boca Raton school on the map. Put the coach on the map. And UConn, which we knew had the talent to win it all, which had been in December the best team in the country, but then they went in the Big East and they lost a bunch of games. They lost seven Big East games this year. And the Big East has proven that it's a really good conference. You still have Creighton here, and you got UConn here. You could have two in the Final Four. And UConn has become the 10th team to win every game to the Final Four by at least 15 points. And the UConn team did that on its way to a championship one. So this UConn team will try and do it again. Now, the road, it, it always, the adage always is you're going to play one white knuckler on your way to a championship. They haven't had one yet. Do they get one in the Final Four? We'll see. But with their size and their ability to shoot threes, they are very tough to beat. We knew that bracket was going to be good. No one knew Gonzaga was going to throw in that kind of stinker. You almost wish they didn't make that long three to beat UCLA 
in the last two seconds, you know, 10 seconds of the game. UCLA had the lead. And UCLA missing their two of their top three rebounders and two starters would have probably not been able to handle the size and the depth of UConn. But they would have put forth a lot better effort than Gonzaga did last night. And in the worst game, Gonzaga and Timmy probably have played in four years. So UConn and Florida Atlantic in the Final Four. And now we will wait for the other two teams. It will be San Diego State and Creighton in what should be a very good game. Creighton has more firepower. San Diego State's the better defensive team. San Diego State beat Alabama. If they could beat Alabama, they could beat anybody. Creighton, when they are on their game and making shots, they can be impossible to stop. That will be very interesting. Game number one should go right to the wire. San Diego State wants to play that game in the high 50s to 60s. Creighton probably wants to play it around 75. It's up around 75. It's plus Creighton. If it's down in the lower 60s, it's plus San Diego State. And then Miami, which has been so good under Jimmy Laranega, will take on a Texas team which has been tremendous so far in this tournament. UConn will wait the winner of Miami and Texas. Florida Atlantic will await the winner of San Diego State and Creighton. It will be a very different Final Four. You will not have incredible marquee value. UConn's a big name. Texas is a big name. But there's no big team there. There's no Kentucky, no Duke, no North Carolina. And so it's UConn awaiting the winner of Texas and Miami. San Diego State and Creighton battling to play Cinderella, Florida Atlantic, which gets to the final four as a one, as a nine seed. Now it just shows you. Go back to the first day of the tournament. And that's why it's such a great event, and that's why it is an impossible event to calculate. Go back to the first day of the tournament. And Florida Atlantic, in their first-round game, on that, uh, I believe it was Friday. I'm pretty sure it was Friday. It was Friday. They're playing Memphis in the 8-9 game. And Memphis has the ball. They make a layup. Take the lead. 65-64. Florida Atlantic misses the layup. Davis misses a layup with 20 seconds left. They foul. They're not in the penalty yet. They inbound the ball. Now, Memphis has the ball up one with 11 seconds left when... They steal the ball. They call timeout with five seconds left. Florida Atlantic does. And with three seconds left, Boyd makes a layup. So there is Florida Atlantic in game number one. Down one, and the other team has the ball with 11 seconds remaining. Their chances of winning this game are very small at this point. Very small. The other team has the ball up one 
with 11 seconds remaining. And they don't have to foul. They don't have to put them on the line. They steal the ball. And they get a basket with second, two seconds remaining to beat Memphis in the final seconds. That's how close you come to going home. And now, instead of going home in that first round with a one-point loss, they are in the final four. San Diego State was tied with Charleston with two minutes left at 53. Today they play for the final four. That's how this tournament is. Now, UConn's had one of those runs where they haven't played. They trailed Iona at half. They beat them by 24. They've won each of their games by at least 15 points. They have pounded on everybody, St. Mary's, Arkansas, Gonzaga. They have been able to blow everybody away in the second half. And now they find themselves in the Final Four. They and Texas were the two teams remaining of the group that most of us had, the six or eight teams that most of us had that could win the championship. Among those teams were UConn and Texas. Miami wasn't one of those teams. Florida Atlantic wasn't one of those teams. Creighton wasn't one of those teams. San Diego State wasn't one of those teams. UConn was. Texas was. They're still alive. We'll see if they can withstand Miami and the guard play of Miami, which is dangerous, very dangerous. And Jimmy Laranego, who once guided George Mason to a Final Four, will now try to guard the Canes to the Final Four. He has guided them to the Elite Eight the last two years, and now he tries to take them one step, one step deeper today and into the Final Four. Texas tries to go back to Houston, back to Texas. And play in the Final Four in Texas. They have been very, very impressive. But you know what? They had to answer a real threat from Penn State. And they did. And they have the injury which they have to worry about today with Diesel. So that's where we are right now. By tonight, we will have a Final Four. And away we go. It's been a wild, wild couple of weeks. The most upset-minded tournament in the history of the tournament. No number ones making the Elite Eight for the first time ever. No number ones in the Final Four. Very rare. Usually you get two ones in the Final Four and two other teams. The most likely scenario is a team, two ones, a 2-3 or a 4, and then a team that's usually somewhere between 5 and 11. That's the usual, usual configuration of the Final Four. It usually has two ones in it. This year it has none. There's only one two-seat alive. So, so far you have a 9 and a 4. In, in the South it's a 5 and a 6, so they're going to add to it. And then you have Miami, which is a five, playing Texas, which is a two for the right. So first comes San Diego State and Creighton, and then Miami and Texas coming up today. We will join you tomorrow, and then we've got a busy week, as we said. We will preview the Final Four next Friday. We will deal with baseball this week.
So get ready, because we are just a couple of days. The countdown has begun for opening day, which comes your way in just a few days. That's it. March 30th, we will have opening day. The Yankees and the Giants at 1 o'clock from Yankee Stadium, Webb and Cole. The Mets down taking on the Marlins with Scherzer and Alcantara. That's a night game down in Florida. So, obviously, we are just a couple of days away from opening day, Thursday, March 30th. And here in New York at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the Giants in town to take on the Yankees. Remember, we have a different schedule this year, which we will get to, all the changes that will impact baseball this year. So we will have a very busy week. Stay tuned for that. We will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your Sunday as we put the final two teams on the road to the final four. We'll see. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today wherever you get your podcasts.